I would say find somebody to do it with. Uh, like I said before, there was no me coming here without my husband literally dragging me here and, and physically putting me in the vehicle at times. So sometimes having that accountability partner to do it with uh, makes it a little bit easier. And again, even to this day, having Ariel show up at my house some days and, and me sitting on our gym floor when I didn't want to do anything and she'd start working out and I'd just watch. Um, <laughs> sorry, Ariel. Thank you for listening to the Better Than Yesterday podcast hosted by Star Strength and Conditioning. We believe that by creating positive habits in sleep, mindset, nutrition, relationships, movement, mobility, and training, you have the ability to become better than yesterday. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Better Than Yesterday podcast. We are on episode number 99 here, and I am sitting with Jazz Percival, one of our nutrition coaches here at Stark. I guess I'm the other one, but I don't really do it at all. <laughs> so she's she's the only one that that really does it here. Um, been sitting around for 20 minutes. She's been like wanting to leave. She's super not excited. Maybe a little excited. Maybe she's just not showing it at all. But one of the cables is not working after 20 minutes of trying to like mess around with settings and stuff like that. And uh, we're going to be playing past the mic back and forth today for this podcast episode. So I got to go to the cable store and get some cables and stuff. So anyways, we're going to, uh, we're going to hand it over to jazz. She's going to tell us a little bit about who she is, what she does and why tell them jazz. Uh, Hey, I'm jazz Percival and I am a nutrition coach here at Stark. Um, just started doing this over the last lockdown. Um, was looking for something uh, to do to help my family and decided to take a nutrition course um, and kind of snowballed into being here at Stark. So, yeah, that's about it. Awesome, Jess. <laughs> so I want to go back, like way back. So when you were growing up, were you pretty active as a kid? Uh, since I was about Five, I think four or five, I started doing gymnastics and snowballed into competitive gymnastics till I was about 19 years old. Uh, so that was my main game. And otherwise I did some high school water polo because the gym coach decided we needed to do, do something else for cross training. So that was about the only other thing I was willing to do. So yeah, enjoyed a little bit of that. What was the cross training for? Gymnastics? Yes. <laughs> okay. This this is yeah working great with the mic. Um, okay, the water polo is an interesting sport to take up for for cross training. Um, how did you how did you enjoy those sports, the cross training, the the gymnastics, and everything like that? Well, the gymnastics I enjoyed. Um, it was uh, it's a hard sport, but uh, it was enjoyable. The water polo. Really, I didn't have time to do anything else. So water polo was at 5 a.m. Um, so there was obviously nothing else to do at 5 a.m. But being a freezing cold pool at the Pan Am. Um, so yeah, I enjoyed it both. Water polo was a little bit easier on my body than gymnastics was. So that was another reason of going that route versus anything else. I tried track and shin splints and so many other things were going wrong. So being in the pool was just kind of a, an easier way to go. Water polo is a pretty aggressive sport too, isn't it? It's like, it's kind of like, I don't know, wrestling or like slap fighting in the water, isn't it? 
Uh, yeah, it really is. You learn to wear two bathing suits uh, for that reason because it does get pretty nasty under the water and it is aggressive, but I don't know. You can sneak away pretty easy in the water. Throwing kicks, pushing pushing people away, all that kind of stuff. Did you wear like two swim caps as well just as... And well, I don't know. Like, no. no, okay, I don't know. I know some triathletes do two swim caps just so that it keeps all the hair in, especially if you have big hair. But anyways, um, so you took a bit of a break from from activity for a while. Does you know when you went from I guess between high school and and starting up here at Stark? Did you have anything going on activity wise then? Uh. I was coaching gymnastics till I was in my early 20s. So, I mean, we'd all still do a little bit there. But otherwise, nope, there really wasn't much to my life other than some yoga on the side. But uh, basically from then until now, I I had babies. <laughs> like three of them. So that's that's kept you kind of busy. So what, uh, what got you active and, and moving again as an adult? Why? Why'd you start up again? Um, well, with coming to Stark, my husband was coming here first, and I we had just had Eddie. And uh, the biggest thing was how to avoid postpartum depression. And so my husband decided that being active and doing something and and maybe also being sociable and not just hiding out in my house with three babies, that this might be a good avenue. So, uh, yeah, we started, I started coming um, when Eddie, Eddie was about 10 weeks old. So when you, when you started, we were only doing like 30 minute PT sessions and it was just to kind of like get you moving, do some like general strength and conditioning. It wasn't anything soul crushing or anything like that. Like you were just like, 10 weeks post having a baby and and you were bringing him to the gym as well. So you kind of started out that route and it was, it was a slow introduction. How did, uh, how did those sessions feel? It was soul crushing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 10 weeks postpartum after a C-section, um, 30 minutes was far more than enough. Um, Eddie was also nursing. So, I mean, really only had 30 minutes to play with. So, um, it wasn't easy. There was once or twice where I found myself on the bathroom floor, but, um, it, uh, it was good. It took a while. Um, as, as I said earlier, there really wasn't much I was doing before, before coming here. So 10 weeks postpartum, um, not really moving too quick. Okay. So you, so you said the sessions were soul crushed. I didn't think they were that bad, but, what, um, I guess, what was, what was so soul crushing about them? Because you hadn't been, you know, super active before coming in doing these sessions. You weren't really active through your pregnancies and stuff like that. So, you know, you, you definitely lose a bit of muscle mass that way. Um, it's different when somebody's, say, training consistently and then gets pregnant and then goes through that pregnancy a little bit stronger. You kind of maintain some of that. You will lose some, but you, you try to maintain as much as you can. You modify movements as much as you need to, and then uh, and then you can usually pick up afterwards, depending on you know how the pregnancy goes and if you had a C-section or if it was a natural delivery. But uh, how did how did your body feel when you kind of started moving again and uh, and actually like lifting some weights and stuff like that? 
Um, it took a while before it wasn't painful. Um, there was, there was really no muscle to begin with. So, um, I was a whopping 95 pounds before I got pregnant with Eddie and put on a good 55. So there was weight to lose and again, juggling wonky hormones and what that was doing to me, um, after 10 weeks, it still wasn't, it wasn't easy. So getting back moving again, I don't know. I remember the first, <laughs> the first couple times coming here, I was literally placed in the vehicle and dragged here because it was not my favorite place to come to. Um, I wish I could remember exactly that point where it started to feel good. I started to feel like I was moving more than 10 pound dumbbells and could, (laughs) yeah, last week. And, uh, even box jumps, like my first box jump, I remember being a very scary thing to do, but, um, yeah, it took, it took a good couple months. So I don't remember how long you were doing the the 30 minute PT sessions for, and then kind of like ramped up to the the 60s and then you and James were doing some training sessions together which was awesome um, and then you Eddie would be there and you'd have to take breaks every once in a while to nurse him I don't know if that was planned or if that was like you know intentional unintentional or whatever it's like oh sorry I gotta gotta feed Eddie I'm just gonna sit over here um, but yeah you guys were doing training sessions together and um and it was it was pretty cool to see. It's it's always awesome to see when people are you know bringing their their little ones to the gym and watching them kind of like grow up and and grow with them and then sort of mimicking what mom and dad are doing. I know Lexa would be watching people and then you know imitating them doing bear crawls and stuff like that and grab PVC pipes. And I know Eddie was doing that too and just like hucking them down and screaming and stuff like that. And um, it was it was pretty cool to see. Um, so when you went from say like the, the 60 minute PT sessions to jumping into classes, how, how'd you feel about that? Uh, I remember coming to my first noon class and that was when they, they were only, were they 30 minutes or 45 minutes? It wasn't, it wasn't an hour. They were 45. So I remember that's when James came. So naturally, of course, that was the only time I was going to come and, um, I remember him saying to me that there was another girl that was always there and always in the corner and, you know, she seemed, she seemed cool and, uh, you know, it was no big deal that I should come, but, um, being pretty anxiety ridden, that was not, not a group setting was not something I wanted to do. Um, I wasn't quite comfortable with, with the weights, with the, just all the equipment and, um, new people. (laughs) So uh, it took a while, but when I did start coming and uh, I finally did decide to start talking to Ariel and that maybe she wasn't a super scary person that was jacked up in the corner, um, <laughs> I, did, uh, I did start to enjoy it, but um, it, took a, it took a while. <laughs> so Ar- Ariel's our massage therapist here at Stark and um, she's, I don't know what, five feet tall, five two maybe? <laughs> She is, she is kind of jacked, but uh, yeah, I have a note here saying that you were scared of her because she was so jacked. So, and then now you, you two are like BFFs. So that's kind of cool to see. Um, with your anxiety coming into the gym, um, let's, let's talk about that a little bit. Because I do hear when people are wanting to get started, 
um, you know, some of the, the biggest challenge is kind of walking through the door. And I know you still have that now sometimes. Uh, and you've, you've talked about how sometimes you'll show up in the parking lot and hang out in your vehicle until maybe Ariel gets here or whatever. And some days are better than others. But um, like you're seeing nutrition coaching clients now and, and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, and you know, working with, working with people. And obviously, you know, pretty much everyone who comes here, especially during the daytime. And um, yeah, so, so maybe tell us a little bit about that. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> my anxiety definitely gets the better of me sometimes, and it's often, I don't really go far from home, so um, yeah, coming here still still to this day, uh, especially today, wonder why, um, yeah, the anxiety takes over, and I have been caught sitting in my truck occasionally, um, not ready to come in, I've driven into the parking lot and turned around and gone home. Um, why exactly? I'm not entirely sure if I knew maybe I would fix it, but um, it's something that's followed me around, I guess, my whole life. Uh, going to school, going to gymnastics, competing, all those things. Um, just kind of takes over. And maybe it's just, just not knowing. Um, and sometimes it's knowing, sometimes it's knowing what the workout is and knowing that it's, it's not going to work for me. I'm going to have to modify my shoulders, not going to take it. And then it's, uh, being the odd man out and modifying the entire workout because it's not going to work for me. But, uh, yeah, it's, um, I don't know. It's something that's followed me around forever. So maybe one day I'll be able to walk in easier, but I would say, I would say in the last little while it's gotten better. Probably because you have nutrition clients coming in and they're like waiting to talk to you and you're like, I can't sit out here for long. Um, it's no, it's definitely good to hear that, that it has gotten better. And, you know, if it's something that has followed you around since, since you were younger and in, in sport and stuff like that, was it, was it just with normal training or was it more so with competitions and stuff like that? Was it more like, did you feel like you were being put on the spot with that? Yeah, I definitely don't like being put on the spot. Um, and it wasn't just it wasn't just competing, but um, where I did gymnastics, we had some pretty pretty intense coaches that um, had pretty big expectations. So being pretty young and um, knowing what you were up against with those coaches, it was intense. So naturally the anxiety just got ramped up and you knew that you had three hours ahead of you of intense training. And, and I don't know, maybe that's something that follows me here. I'm not sure, but, um, yeah, I don't know. It's been a little bit of everything. Probably cause our coaches are so intense and yell at you all the time as well. And yeah, yeah, yeah that's gotta be it. Um, so let's talk about you've got a bit of a shoulder injury going on and it's been going on for a while now. And so in the summer we we're doing modification. We're still modifying, but um, doing modifications and stuff like that. Like you wore a weight vest for a lot of workouts. We had you outside pulling sleds and stuff like that. Just throwing the straps on sort of like a backpack and you were just dragging sleds across the parking lot um, and just like staying away from anything that would 
piss the shoulder off. So you had gone for an MRI and it was like, hey, everything looks good sort of thing. Um, there's really, you know, no major issues, which is kind of frustrating because you're like, well, you know, I'm not making this this pain up, this discomfort up. So, um, you know, you, you've still been coming though. You've still been pushing yourself, challenging yourself, mostly been listening to recommendations. Um, but, you know, how, how has that been? So... The shoulder injury started sometime over the summer. Um, I'd rather not even remember when that happened. I'm not even exactly sure exactly what happened other than maybe some overuse. Uh, And it wasn't until the tail end of August that uh, it got to a point where I couldn't do anything. I couldn't do anything with my arm without it screaming in pain. So I started up doing physio and uh, there was a little bit of relief, did some acupuncture and then it just kind of got to a standstill where nothing was nothing was getting better. So got in for an MRI literally overnight. And um, it was pretty frustrating to find out that there was nothing, nothing structurally wrong. Uh, I guess you should be happy about that. But in the same breath, it was frustrating because I didn't know how to fix it. I still quite honestly don't know how to fix it. But um, other than modifying everything. Um, yeah, the weight vest and I got very close and, uh, some days I'd rather not even remember that, but, um, still modifying, still slowly trying to use it again and hope that rebuilding some of the muscle around it will help. Um, but yeah, really still taking it easy and mostly listening (laughs) except for when some coaches aren't looking, but, um, just trying to test it out a bit. But I also did learn when I did that once that that wasn't really going to work for me. So yeah, definitely have to listen and do, do the little itty bitty exercises to help it get better. And you've, you've gone to some different doctors, sport med doctors, you've gone to physio, you've done, you know, you've done physio, Ariel kind of beats up on your shoulder a little bit too here and there, and you've tried taping and stuff like that. So you have tried different things. You have tried, you know, different practitioners and stuff like that to see what kind of results you can get. And unfortunately, you haven't seen like a whole lot of, of changes with with what you've been given, which kind of sucks. Um, I know you've gone, you know, back to the back to the doctor that requested the MRI, and now they're going to try to get another one with contrast, which is great. So that means you're going to get a bit of an injection before you go for the MRI. They let you, you know, out for a couple hours, I believe, or so, and then you come back and get the MRI so that if uh, the area that they're going to be scanning, hopefully it'll pop up if there is anything that maybe the MRI didn't see without the contrast. So it's it's been good that you've been, you know, going to see different people to try to get that that fixed and checked out and different practitioners and stuff. And that's, that's one thing that I would recommend to anyone is if you're not seeing changes or results or anything like that, if you're, you know, going to a a certain practitioner and you're not, you're not getting any better and they're just kind of doing the same thing and it's, it's not changing, then definitely try to go and see somebody else and see if you can get some different results or maybe get some different diagnostics done to see, you know, if there are any changes. So hopefully when you do get in for this next MRI, be able to see if there is something going on and hopefully so I wanted to uh wanted to ask a bit about 
you know, what got you started on the nutrition train. So it's, it's something that you had sort of jumped on and I know it was more related to family and you wanted to learn a little bit more, um, to be able to help your family out with the nutrition side of things. And then it sort of snowballed a little bit. So tell us about that. Yeah. So like I said, back in lockdown, it was the easiest time, but maybe not because we were homeschooling, but, uh, (laughs) I guess the easiest time for me to jump on the school train with my kids. Um, Yeah, I decided to take the nutrition course online. Um, My husband was struggling with some health issues and weight loss issues. He had tried every every diet under the sun and absolutely nothing was working. So I just thought that maybe if we dug a little bit deeper and maybe understood a little bit more, we could help him we could help him with the weight loss and, and other things that were going on. Um, also had my middle daughter, she was struggling with anxiety and OCD, um, obviously come by, coming by it naturally, but, um, she was really had, she had a, like most, most kids, um, a good sugar addiction. So one thing that we realized was, um, reading labels and where, where all these hidden sugars were. And once we cut those out for her, um, that, that actually changed things a lot for her behavior wise. Um, and I've always struggled with gaining weight and gaining muscle. So again, that was, that was the other reason for, for doing it. And then of course, raising a little guy and a teenage girl, we just, I wanted to be able to provide for my family the best nutrition I could. So it wasn't about looking for another fad diet, but simply what can we put on the table that's best for them. That's a really good reason to start. (laughs) So then what kind of helped it to snowball so that you could start kind of working with with clients here? I know we had talked about it I had looked into different programs, I I don't know for how long, it was probably at least a year, year and a half, maybe even up to two years. And this one program, HSN, Healthy Steps Nutrition, was coming up. And um, I really liked it because it didn't promote specific diets. It didn't it didn't push any specific agenda. It was doing something that I typically do, which is the the plate method. And I didn't know it was called the plate method until I learned it from, from HSN. But basically it was just quarter of my plate is a protein, quarter of it's carb, and the rest is vegetables. And that's pretty much what I've been doing for, I don't know, at least 20 years now. So it's, um, it's been pretty consistent. Uh, and you know, uh, I'll kind of let you talk a bit more about this, but um, I thought it was a great program, and I know I had asked you if you'd be interested in uh, in taking a look into it, and uh, yeah, you jumped on board. So after taking the first course that I took, um, and my husband started to see some changes, we all started to see changes, It, um, I mean, it piqued my interest even more. And then aside from you asking if I would consider being a nutrition coach at the gym. Um, it's honestly something that just really piqued my interest and (laughs) looking further (laughs) into the HSN, um, the HSN program is, is pretty awesome and seemed quite fitting 
for something that I enjoyed doing and believed in too. So, um, yeah, I guess that's kind of what made it snowball. So now, now you've been working one-on-one with clients. Um, you've, you've had some good success so far. I know they're not super outgoing people, so we're not going to name any names or anything like that, but, um, it's, Nutrition's an interesting challenge because people don't always want to be super open about it, especially if they have bad days or bad weeks. Uh, and there's a lot of factors that can influence, you know, what you take in and, and really depends on, you know, what's going on in your life and how committed you are to, to making some of these change and changes and going shopping and prepping food and having good stuff readily available rather than just kind of like running to the closest fast food restaurant and, and grabbing what you want. Um, what, what gets you fired up about working with your clients? I would say the one thing is the one message that I keep getting from, from all of them is the simply, I feel good. And to me, that wasn't just, you know, what did you eat? How much did you eat? What does the scale say? Um, it's that physical feeling of, of feeling good and following good habits and maybe getting rid of some of the bad ones. And I, that gets me pretty excited. So when I had my clients come in today and, and seeing their progress and seeing, seeing their weight loss and inches fall off and, and again, it was still at the end of the day, it's just, how do you feel? And when they sit there and can tell you that they feel good and can't wait for more, um, it's that that really gets me gets me fired up. Yeah, well, when you have people sitting across from you saying that they have to buy new clothes and you know new belts and stuff like that and have inches falling off, that's that's very cool. I know one of the people that uh, we kind of had talked about earlier. We had a, an HSN uh, meeting this morning, so we were talking to one of the one of the coaches that coaches us on on the program and everything like that. Um, you were talking about, uh, how one client this morning was jumped on the scale and the scale had, hadn't changed much. And then, um, we have an in-body scale here. So it gives you a lot of different factors of, of what your breakdown is. So it kind of tells us what you're made of versus just jumping on the scale and giving you your weight. So do you want to maybe talk a bit about that? Yeah, so the first thing that we do on one of our check-in appointments is um, we, we do your body scan. So the first thing it does is it reads your body weight. And when she saw that number, she instantly was completely discouraged because it was only down a, a pound and a bit. Um, I told her to hang tight. Uh, that was four weeks. So a pound and a bit in four weeks. So... Um, I told her to hang tight until the printout came out so that we could go over it. And of course we would take her measurements as well. And, uh, when I looked at the printout, I could see the things that she wasn't seeing right away. Um, I instantly saw that her body fat percentage substantially dropped, but her skeletal muscle mass also went up. So that's where you're not going to see a number on a scale fluctuating um, as much as you're going to see the detailed report from the in-body scan. So after going over that with her and, and explaining it to her again, um, she was incredibly excited to see that she had actually lost five pounds of fat and gained 
uh, I want to say it was like three and a half, four pounds of muscle. And then we went into her measurements and same thing, you know, she, once we did her measurements and she realized that the inches were falling off, um, because inches fall off faster than pounds. Um, again, she was pretty excited and told me all about her next steps and what she wanted to do. And, um, again, it was the, I feel so good that, um, that really capped that one off. That's so cool because if you're just jumping on a scale at home and maybe you are making these changes and that, but you don't have something like the InBody who that'll give you a little bit more detail on kind of what you're made of it, it does make a huge difference there. And that's, you know, staring at a number on a scale is never the best, um, the best way to track progress. You know, if you are doing, like you said, you're doing measurements when they come in, um, you do photos, they can do their own photos sort of thing like that, that stuff is going to show changes. Um, one of the things that I really loved about the, the HSN program is that it wasn't so much about being super restrictive and I'm going to get you to like talk about that a little bit. Um, but about, it, it's more about changing habits. And then once you're successful with, with changing, you know, a habit and being able to do that consistently, then you change another one. It's not about, Hey, we're going to cut out all this stuff and all you're going to eat is chicken and green beans and rice until you get to your your goal weight, this is, you know, a lot different than that. And this is sustainable, which is what I think is extremely important. So just not so much telling people what to eat or giving them a meal plan, but teaching them what to eat, how to eat and why. So, you know, working with people, how are you, how are you feeling about kind of administering some of the HSN theory on people. Obviously it's, it's working. And, um, you know, some of the numbers that you were telling me from clients this morning was, that was pretty impressive and, you know, they didn't want to be blown up or, you know, put on social media or anything like that, which, which would be nice, but, uh, it's, it's very cool to see. And, you know, just, just seeing people, you know, happier and, and confident that they could do it and they're not having to make crazy life changes or, being super restrictive to, to make these changes. Yeah. So HSN is, um, it's all about adding new habits. It's not about taking things away, um, or restrictive diets. It's, um, it's creating new habits and habit stacking. And so every week, uh, you provide your client with a new habit and, you know, for example, you add in a water habit. So how much water are you drinking? Let's add some more water. How much coffee are you drinking? Okay, well, if you're drinking four to six cups of coffee a day and you're only drinking one cup of water, naturally, if we add some more water in, those coffees are going to go down. So um, that happened uh, for one of my clients. And again, she she says to me that she, she feels better at the end of the day, um, you know, not getting that sugar crash and caffeine rush and um, so that's, that's a big thing with HSN. The other nice thing is, uh, they have an app that we use. So to communicate with our clients using an app, um, the habits are in there. I can see when, when, and if you're doing them and checking them off and, or not checking them off, I can tell. And, um, uh, that's the accountability piece. So that's a big, a big part to nutrition coaching is keeping your clients accountable um, and being there to encourage them. So again, with the clients this morning, that's something that they have found that they never had before. 
uh, doing with their diets and other things that that's something that's kept them really going on this uh, nutrition kick. Cool. The, the app was such an awesome feature too, um, going with this program because it was a way for you to be able to communicate with people. And sometimes it's your, you know, you're texting, you're doing the WhatsApp thing, people message you on Facebook or whatever, and you're just trying to keep track of things. And whether it's, you know, on spreadsheets or Word docs or whatever, it's really cool that a lot of this stuff is found in the app and, you know, it does take time to, for you to learn how to use it and to be able to administer it and put habits in for clients and stuff like that. But, uh, it really does make communication a a lot easier. Yeah, it's definitely a helpful piece to the puzzle. Um, again, it's nice to see when your clients are actually completing their habits and, uh, they get their little badge of completion at the end of the week you keep stacking those habits, all the communication happens through the app. Um, another nice piece of it is your in body scan goes in there, your biometrics get put in, you can see the graph, um, of weight changes and muscle gains and, and all the bits. And sometimes seeing those graphs, uh, just another visual to see the, the goals and progress that you're making. What have you found the most challenging working with clients, Jess. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. Um, I would say the clients that aren't really super engaged and trying to, trying to keep them going. And, um, that would be the most challenging piece I think is the ones that, that want to do it, but don't want to do it. And, um, hounding them, hounding them in class to get them back going. (laughs) Yeah. If you're, well, and if you're, obviously not putting in the work, whether it's going to the gym or, you know, doing your, your nutrition habits and checking those off, you're not going to see as many changes. So, you know, when, when people are doing the work consistently and then, you know, coming in, getting measurements done, jumping on the in body and stuff like that, then they're able to see kind of what changes that makes. And, you know, like, like you said this morning, like someone seeing a number on the scale and it's like, oh shit, like I didn't see, you know, I'm not seeing what I want. And then it's like getting that breakdown. It's like, oh, cool. Like I, I am getting better. I am getting like gaining some lean muscle mass and yeah, actually I have been feeling better. So that's really, that's really cool to see. And there's, there's always going to be people. and, And I had this conversation with someone about people joining the gym and, and I don't know what the answer is to it, but sometimes people come in and they are so pumped to be here. They're so excited. They like want to do base camp. They like want to do it in a week. Um, and then it's like, after that, it's like they, they start coming in for a week or two or three and they're just so pumped. And then, uh, and then it's like, they're not here. And then we like send them a text or an email and just like check in like, Hey, how's it going? And it's, Oh, I've been super busy, but I'll, I'll be back next week. And okay, cool. Next week comes, send them another, Oh yeah, I'll be, I'll be back next week. So, uh, I really don't know what the answer is to that and would love to find out. And I'm sure talking to maybe a psychologist or something, um, would help. I don't know. I'll have to reach out to some friends and, uh, see if they have an idea of, of, you know, what's going on there, but, and how we can reach those people a little bit better. But it, it, there have been some of those people that come and go throughout the years sort of thing. Um, so 
shameless shameless plug here. I heard you were doing a six week challenge starting February fourteenth. What's up with that, Jazz? Uh, yeah, we are starting a six week nutrition challenge starting on February the fourteenth. Um, it's six weeks of habit stacking. Uh, you get the access to the app. It's um, it's a nice way to kind of get started doing the nutrition program. You get to do it with a group of awesome people. Um, again, it's a little bit more accountability because everybody's participating in a group chat. There's challenge, like mini challenges along the way on top of the habits. Um, and again, it's, you know, send us a picture of your water bottle or send us a picture of your grocery cart. So just fun little things along the way to to help you with your with your new habits um, that will hopefully be something that you can do for the rest of your life. Cool. I didn't know about that. <laughs> okay, I did. Um, we definitely have some spots left now. Um, I know everyone waits till the last minute to sign up. So hopefully we are going to see this program fill up. I think we've got about eight spots left right now. And um, yeah, hopefully there's some people out there who want to make some healthy changes and create some good habits and uh, yeah, learn some stuff so that they can keep making those habits for the rest of their lives. Um, I guess we'll finish off with, uh, with a question, Jazz. Um, she's looking at me, she's like, this isn't on the sheet. We, we sat down yesterday and I created a sheet of questions to go, she talked about the anxiety today. <laughs> so we went over like a, a sheet of questions yesterday. I'm like, hey, I don't usually do this. It's pretty organic. We just sit and chat, but went over this stuff and uh, sorry, this isn't on the sheet, but what would your suggestion be for somebody who's maybe nervous about coming into the gym, any gym, uh, whether it's here or somewhere else, or, you know, going in and jumping on board with, uh, with a nutrition coach such as yourself to, to start making some life changes. I know some people want to lose weight first before they join a gym or, or get fit or get a personal trainer, um, or go on a, a nutrition challenge or something like that. But what would you suggest? Well, thanks for putting me on the spot. <laughs> um, I would say find somebody to do it with. Uh, like I said before, there was no me coming here without my husband literally dragging me here and, and physically putting me in the vehicle at times. So sometimes having that accountability partner to do it with uh, makes it a little bit easier. And again, even to this day, having Ariel show up at my house some days and, and me sitting on our gym floor when I didn't want to do anything and she'd start working out and I'd just watch. Um, <laughs> sorry, Ariel, but... Um, you know, I, I'd, I'd end up getting started. So sometimes it was just having, having somebody there to, uh, to get you going. So if you don't want to do it alone, find somebody you can do it with. And if you can't find somebody out there, you can definitely find somebody in here. So as scary as it was coming here and occasionally still is, um, probably the best decision I have ever made. Drop the mic, walk out the door. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for, uh, for doing this jazz. I know you were not super excited about it and pretty much wanted to leave when that other mic wasn't working, <laughs> but she stayed. So definitely happy, uh, happy you did. And, uh, thank you everyone for listening. And hopefully this podcast made you a little bit better than yesterday. Take care, everyone. 
Thank you for making the time to listen to the Better Than Yesterday podcast hosted by Stark Strength and Conditioning. If you liked our show, please head over to the iTunes store and give us a rating. If you have any questions or suggestions about topics you'd like to hear us cover or people you think should be on this show, please let us know so we can make it happen. Thanks again for listening, and we hope that this podcast makes you better than yesterday.